this question of the persistence of the self, I see that what it's trying to do all the time is to be somebody. Anything it touches, it contaminates with this urge to be somebody. That comes from a negative idea of nobody. Not nobody in the sense of freedom from somebody, but from a conditioning that feels inadequate. So it wants to be somebody. Now that whole path of wanting to be somebody seems to be a path of illusion and suffering. You were saying yesterday, not to try to solve that, but to go beyond that. From what you transmitted yesterday to me. The space itself is the space of nobody, is that right? Yes. It seems that even with that, you could call it apperception of the state of nobody, that doesn't neutralize the drive of the self to be somebody. First, that drive doesn't come from yourself, that comes from you. So this is a drive born from the ignorance of the state of nobody. No. That drive is there because of how you have been exploiting yourself in your efforts to be a somebody. You're not a victim of yourself in this. Yourself is subject to you. Yourself turns into what you're being in it. You're the power holder. So are you saying that what I am as being, that that I am wishes to be somebody? No. You as awareness. Awareness in yourself separates from your own heart space, your being space, and exploits yourself in an effort to be a somebody because of taking to heart what you're thinking and feeling in yourself. Why should this separation be attractive? Because it's the way of the consensus mind, it's the way of the world, the way that one is born into, it's conditioning? No, that's just an influence. When you walk away from what you know the truth of, when you walk away, even when you're really little, from that space of beingness, you walk away from your own innocence. This world isn't responsible for your loss of innocence. You are. Bad parenting isn't responsible for the loss of innocence. Anything that's done to a child isn't responsible for the loss of innocence. It's responsible as an influence. Where there's a loss of innocence, that takes place from within awareness in the person. When I was three, I'd be beaten until I was unconscious. 
by my mother. And then when I came round, I'm on her lap. She's telling me, no one will ever love you like me. That idea of innocence, it seems if you had no choice, you'd be unconscious. The space that you're in when you're little, that's your space. You can soften in that space. You can harden in that space. Whatever you're being in that space is going to create results in yourself. Your environment is an influence on yourself. It's an influence concerning the development of yourself. But what fundamentally takes place in yourself, that comes from what you're being in it. The awareness of a child, even a one-year-old or a three-year-old, it's not one-year-old awareness. There's consciousness there. It's in what it knows. It's in its own real true space. That's the innocence. Where there is still innocence in a child or in a person and there's wrongdoing to that child, it doesn't matter what the wrongdoing is. That wrongdoing doesn't remove the innocence. Where there is innocence, the wrongdoing, the actions of that wrongdoing done to the self and to the body goes straight in. It doesn't make the awareness within that child harden. When you were three, you felt everything that was done to you. It all went in. And in your innocence, you didn't understand. You didn't understand why. And you didn't understand what. I'm not sure about the what, because at the same time I was being beaten, I was told, your ugliest sin, curse was the day that you were born. And that was as I would pass out unconscious. When I came round, I was told that I was being loved. So, when you say I didn't know what, something in me understood the whatness of being completely rejected and being told, it was better if you were dead, I would kill you. This onslaught was every day. So I lived in terror, and there was no way of knowing what precipitated this onslaught. It came out of nowhere, just like, say, a thunderclap. That stunts your development in yourself and as a person. It doesn't remove you from your innocence. When you make an emotional judgment because of what's being done to you, that emotional judgment removes you from your innocence. This drive, urge to feel okay comes from not feeling okay. No, it comes from it comes from you leaving your innocence. That comes from you, awareness. What you really are abandoning your innocence. 
So I have the choice of feeling the phrase you use, warmly okay, about that entire early life. First, what you are in that innocence is simply a fundamental okayness. Anything that's done to you doesn't remove that from you. It's what you are. What about the curses? I mean, the curses are placed into me. It seems as if they still are reverberating within my consciousness. If you take them to heart, yes. But when you take it to heart, you abandon the space of what you really are and you take into your heart something that's said to you. No one can make you do that. If you're six months old or a year old, there's no amount of power outside of you that can make you do that. There isn't anything that can be done to you that can make you do that. I've got to say, how do you know that? You remember being six months old, you remember being a year old, and being rejected, and seeing that you didn't have to move into that threat? I understand awareness. I understand how a consciousness moves, what a consciousness is, regardless of any age. You understood it then? No. It doesn't need to be understood to be it. 